Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 308, Fall Turkey Hunting with Ray I. And I am your co-host, and the guy who still has a honeydew list about a mile and a half long. And I'm your co-host and the guy who's about to go see Yogi up in Yellowstone. Yeah, that's going to be a fun trip. That's on my to-do list and I have threatened two times over the past three years to go to Yellowstone and I still have not been. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it and I found on Facebook, it was random, a guy I follow posted a picture of this gigantic grizzly bear guarding an elk kill that it apparently grabbed this giant like six by six bull and then drags it up on the bank right by the road and it's been guarding it for two days Hmm. and the guy dropped me a pin on where the bear is and supposedly the bear should still be there when we get there thursday so we're gonna go look at yogi first thing when we get there 
That's pretty cool. But his actual name's Hercules, but I, I'm going to call him Yogi. He looks like a good boy. I might go give him a few pets. I would do that, he's... and I would just try to get that six-by-six six skull from him. I think, I mean, he doesn't seem very protective of it at all, other than he like is literally sleeping on top of the carcass. He just spent the last day burying it, apparently. Well, so. I'm pretty sure that you can outwit a dumb old grizzly bear. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'll send Audrey in first, and then while like they're making acquaintances, I'll, I'll grab the horns. That bear does not stand a chance if you do that. That's not even fair. Yeah. He, if she walked up there, he would be cleaning something around the area within ten minutes. The uh -huh. bear, he would have, he would have a honey do list like you were talking about. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, probably so. so. Construction done, and now you're cleaning everything up, or is that that what's going on here? So the painters, actually, I mean, within the last two minutes have just left my house from hanging the cabinet doors back up where they painted the cabinets in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I still have, uh, I mean, we've got still got stuff everywhere, but Friday we moved furniture back into the main level of the house. We've got some rearranging to do because we are repurposing some rooms. So what was our dining room is going to be our offices or office now and what was our sunroom is going to be our dining room nice and what was the office in the basement is now going to be our hunting and workout room and my podcast room nice. so right now because the desk that was in the room that you and Audrey stay in when you come to visit mm -hmm. is that desk has been moved to the office, the old dining room, and it's not set up. And the hunting slash workout slash podcast room is not set up. It is still my actual office office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we got rearranging to do, and that will probably happen over the weekend. My hope is... The next time you and I speak is that I will be podcasting from my new exercise slash hunting slash podcast room. Nice. Me too. I'm hopeful for you. Yeah. Well. So that's all making one huge assumption. And that assumption is that I'm still alive this time next week and my wife hasn't killed me in my sleep. That is, that's a, that is a big assumption. Yeah. Assuming you make it till then, how much longer... Do you need to survive to potentially put the whacking on an Alabama wild turkey gobbler? 177 days, 12 hours, 40 minutes, and 32 seconds. That's coming in close. Yeah, we're now under the six-month mark. I'll be able to whack on one in my home state of Tennessee in 191 days, 12 hours, 9 minutes, and 0 seconds. But... I'm hoping I'll have a couple whacked before I get back to the old home state. Absolutely. <laughs> that is the goal. Yeah. I got to tell you, this was a really interesting episode to me that we got coming up because I'm getting really into the fall turkey hunting thing. And probably the biggest idol in the fall turkey hunting world has got to be the guy we have on today, Ray I. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the only people I've heard who says he'd rather hunt them in the fall. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You don't hear that much. Yeah, 
You're exactly right. I think that Ray is probably one of the few people who are still above ground that will say that because there's a lot of old timers who are not around anymore who would have probably said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when, that's when we used to hunt them. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we have turkey at Thanksgiving and not Easter. Historically, I do have some turkey at Easter every now and then. I like me an Easter turkey. I, you know, I enjoyed my fall season last year. It's not as intense. I don't put as much pressure on myself, I feel like. And it's just a beautiful time of year to get in the woods anyway. And I just personally don't find any enjoyment out of shooting deer. So why would I not want a fall turkey hunt, you know? <laughs> right. I just have always gravitated towards shooting birds turkeys and ducks and quail and dove i just don't like shooting beautiful land mammals <laughs> that taste really good though <laughs> they're for hugging and kissing and petting aren't they yeah i mean they're, i don't know i just this is not for me but i do like eating them so that i will shoot one every now and then to eat them but i just don't get the i got a big rush out of my fall turkey last year a lot more so than i've ever had from a deer so yeah for me fall turkey makes a lot of sense i love chasing turkeys it'll make me a better spring hunter and talking to ray has been kind of a dream of mine i've gotten to talk to him at the nwtf you know but he's talking to all kind of people there it's hard to have a full conversation with him and then to get to talk about his favorite topic fall turkeys is really i mean it was awesome i, I really enjoyed this upcoming interview you guys are going to hear yeah well do you want to keep talking about it between you and me or do you want to jump into it and play it i say we just go ahead and play it i'd say you know listen to ray he's definitely the mastermind of fall turkey hunting and see what you think see if it makes you want to get out and try it well you know if i had feelings that probably would have hurt my feelings that you don't want to talk to me about it. <laughs> well, but, considering you live in a state without fall turkey hunting, you're useless of information to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Let's, let's get into this. Listen to Ray, and we will see you guys on the other side. See you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me, of course, Cameron Weddington, and I'm not real excited about Cameron being on the line with me, but I am excited about having our special guest today, the one, the only, Uncle Ray I. Ray, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. we're It's an honor to have you on. We're always excited to talk to you, and, you know, you not surprisingly, you have a way of getting people fired up and ready to run into the woods with a shotgun and camo. And so I'm looking forward to picking your brain today. You know, absolutely. I'm sitting here at my desk where I record all the podcast and I'm watching a squirrel run up and down a pine tree that's about, I don't know, 75 or 80 feet tall. And he's chewing off green branches from an oak tree and carrying those branches all the way up to the top of the pine tree and building a nest up there. And I'm just sitting here thinking that's one critter that's getting prepared for fall and winter. And that is what we're about to talk to you about. And that's doing some fall turkey hunting. So Ray, tell us, I know you've, you've written several books and you've got videos out and, and things like that. And Cameron has been reading quite a few of your books lately and i think he's ordered some dvds from you but oh yeah tell us a little bit Can't about wait. how tell the listeners how they can find you online 
what your social media profiles are so they can follow you there. And I know they're going to want to buy books. And of course, they're going to want Rei's signature in the book. Is how, how can they go about getting those? Well, the easiest way to order any of my products is just go to rei.com. It's just my website. Of course, I'm all over Facebook. I've got uh, two Facebook pages and I run a, I have a radio show here in San Luis and I post a lot of stuff about that. And we have a lot of great shows to talk about fall turkey hunting and products and stuff. So just rayi.com is the easiest way or just send me a message on Facebook and I'll hook you up. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all definitely check that out because I know I've been gleaning much info from Mr. Ray I's books and hopefully the DVDs will be here soon so I can get to watching those. Well, Ray, I, I don't want you to get too big headed here, but Cameron told me the other day we were talking and he said, I just finished Ray Oz. I can't remember which book it was that he was reading. He said, I, I just finished Ray Oz's book. And he said, the last chapter of that book, I, I just <laughs> laughed uncontrollably like every single word. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was, let me see which one it was. I have a bunch of them, but the one I was referencing hunting hunting wild turkeys with ray i yeah it was chapter chapter 26 or something the cow story oh oh, and then uh, i told that in my seminars for years (laughs) it was always fun about that story is that if if i was at like in indiana and the local dignitary was there i always put him in the cow suit What is he said uh, the guy who was the hind end of the cow or whatever is like you yeah. know you better brace yourself or I'm gonna act like I'm eating grass but you better brace yourself yeah, when that bull grass, is you better brace yourself. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that one and the the guy with the leaf gators or whatever or what are woods Ridge gators. alligators or whatever it was. Ridge, Ridge gators. gators. Actually, oh actually, my gosh, last, uh, we did a media hunt on the current river and Billy Smith is a river rat down here and he's a guide in the ozarks he's got one leg from an accident from many years ago we had a young lady on there from the turkey federation uh from their magazine and and website and she was in the boat and he told her that she better be careful if she had to get out of the boat and go potty because of the ridge gators and it's time of year they come down to the water and etc and, and she kind of questioned him and he pulled his leg off and said well look at here this happened to me with a ridge gator and handed her his aesthetic leg <laughs> Yeah, I was dying when, uh, I don't know what it was, it's like you said, he sat down at the bar next to some other guy and ordered him a beer and said, man, those Ridge Gators are rough this year, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I I literally, like, my wife came out there, she's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, I don't, this book is hilarious <laughs> in this chapter, like, this is killing me. Well, so, yeah, that, that book's worth getting for that one chapter, and there's plenty of other info to help you with turkey hunting. <laughs> and good stories in the rest of it. But man, that one cracked me up. Yeah. Well, and, and that is what we all who have listened to Ray's numerous seminars that he, that he has done and seen him in some of the videos that he's done and, and all, you know, it's kind of what we expect from Ray. And so, Ray, thank you for keeping us entertained over the years as well and educating us. And so let's get into some of that education right, stuff. You're more than welcome. All right. Well, Ray... I know you love, absolutely love fall turkey hunting, and that's your true passion. If you had to pick one, I, I think that's the one you would pick, isn't it? Yes, it is. Fall I, over spring. Fall turkey hunting is my passion. Yeah. So we're going to deep dive into that today. But before we do, I have a question for you. I already know the answer, okay. but I, I just want to dig into it a little bit with you. Have you done 
much late winter turkey hunting? Yes, I have quite a bit. So Cameron and I are actually in the throes of preparing a and planning for a late winter turkey hunt this year. And so we're excited about that. And, and you know, it'll be my first one. Cameron went, what was it, two I years ago to Kansas? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't quantify it as much of a turkey hunt. We gave up pretty quick and swapped to quail hunting because that's what the rest of the group wanted to do. So, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't I, a I, legit attempt. I'll say that. Uh, late winter late winter turkey hunting is some of the best. Uh, years ago in the seventies, that was my favorite time to archery to bow hunt. Fall gobblers was late season because they were in big flocks. But out in Kansas, oh my gosh, the hunts I've had in Kansas in December, unbelievable in the fall. Yeah, really. Now Kansas no longer has a January season, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've got rid of that, didn't they? Yeah, they changed a lot of stuff out there. But we hunted out there shot television for the national wild turkey federation and we did a several december hunts late season and it was just phenomenal each each hunter was allowed three turkeys fall turkeys we hunted fall gobblers they were in huge flocks roost the roosts in the morning to be 300 turkeys on a roost on a river it was fabulous wow that's awesome well if i'm not mistaken the number one challenge is of course just like we have with any type of turkey hunting but especially in in winter and we run into the same thing with fall and that's locating birds that's obviously step one but isn't that the biggest hurdle for late winter you would say yeah yeah uh visual watching birds from a distance uh, knowing the habitat find the food source find the turkeys find the roost areas and uh target those and get in tight on them. Do a lot of calling. I do more calling in the fall and winter than I do in the spring. Huh. And you do, obviously, I mean, I've read your books and stuff. It sounds like it's mostly gobbler to gobbler talk or hen to hen talk. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in the fall, that's the difference. You want to call hens, you call the hens. The only difference is uh, young turkeys, you know, you call like an old hen to young turkeys and you key, key, do a key key, like mm-hmm. a poult, call poult, poult. But uh, yeah, to call gobblers, you gobbler yelp. You, go, you go, call gobbler to gobbler. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty pumped up about this late winter hunt. I have heard some great things about it and actually oh, yeah. had Rob Keck on the show. And, you know, when I when I ran oh, into Rob, what's that? I said you had my condolences. You had to deal with Rob Keck. <laughs> well, when I, when I ran into him, I said, hey, I'd love to have you on the show sometime. I said, I'll, I'll shoot you over a couple of topic ideas and you pick one and then we'll choose a date. And he said, I don't, I don't want to choose a topic idea. I already know what I want to talk about. I said, oh, okay, what's right. that? I want to talk about late winter turkey hunting. So, Me uh, and Rob shared many of the camp at late winter turkey hunting. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, I've watched your video on YouTube at uh, the Battle of, I'll call it the Battle of something. I can't remember the name of it, but in Kansas. Yeah. And I believe you shot a Jake, and it that field was so full of turkeys, it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the big flock of birds. Yeah, we killed. Uh, we each killed three birds on that. I killed a Jake and then two adult gobblers, and Rob wow. got uh, a Jake and two adult gobblers. That was a great hunt. Shot it all on television. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. So, do you in late winter as opposed to early fall? Are you more aggressive towards the gobblers? Aren't they getting more into establishing dominance? I guess late winter than they are early fall, or is it about the same through the whole season? Well, it's it's. That's a, that's a tough one to answer, but when there's more gobblers in bigger groups like that, yeah, there's more pushing and shoving and more picking orders. Mm-hmm. And those big winter flocks like that, 
you interact with them and get very aggressive with them. Of course you do. But if I get on a flock of fall gobblers in October off the roof, I'm going to get pretty aggressive with those as well, even though it's a smaller amount of birds. But uh, I pretty much call the same, depending on, of course, it all depends on the situation and the turkeys, how they're reacting to the calls. Yeah. So you're just kind of taking their temperature just like you would really any other time of year. Okay. Sure. Very good. So Cameron, have you picked his brain enough? Well, I know you haven't, but... Are you satisfied today about late winter and you want to move on to some fall, early fall? Yeah, I'm pretty that. interested in talking about more so Uber turkey hunting because that's coming up. I mean, we got, what, two weeks and we'll be hunting in October. I know Missouri, is that where you call home, Mr. Ray? Yeah, Missouri. Our season opens October 1. Runs for a yeah, while. yeah. So I'll, I'll be there, actually. I'm going to come up to Missouri and hunt uh, the first two weekends in October and I've never been to Missouri, so I think I'm going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage because I won't have had much scouting experience. But I was going to ask you, you know, my first day when I get to Missouri, I'm going to hunt a big block of public land, which I'm sure a lot of people will hunt and stuff. I mean, what what should be step one for the fall turkey hunter to try to locate a flock of turkeys, specifically male turkeys? I'm, I'm really interested in trying to harvest yeah. a gobbler, obviously. Yeah, of course, like anything else in the with turkeys is find the sign immediately look at the topo look look for food sources where acorns or whatever whatever type of terrain you're hunting and mm-hmm. uh find uh find the waterways in there and check those out but look for the sign try to find roosts and see if you can see turkeys or hear turkeys get in there and scout and listen at daylight for turkeys on the roost you'll have to try to pinpoint the gobblers of course by looking for their sign but it, it's it's a matter of, of covering a lot of ground doing a lot of watching and a lot of listening scout while you're hunting uh, mm-hmm. the way i hunt fall turkeys is, is set up and call and i'll set down in an area and call for i hate to put a time limit on line time limit on it turkeys don't wear watches but 45 minutes to an hour then stay a little longer and then move and call but if you can uh, talk to somebody in the area that knows the area and tell them where they ask them where they've been seeing turkeys in that area or find somebody that's hunted that area and find the food sources in there and find the roost areas, and that'll start targeting where you start finding the sign and calling it. It won't take long to figure it's, it's a lot like fishing, really. If you've got a big area of timber and ridges and hollers and broken open fields and stuff, it's just like fishing areas. Only certain areas in that uh, terrain is going to hold turkeys. you got to yeah. find those spots. When I hunted years ago in the, uh, in the, in the early 70s at, in Johnson Mountain in the National Forest, used to be the Clark National Forest, that's a massive area. You, you stand up on a mountainside and look across those valleys and hills, and you're like, where do I start? But over the years, what I've found is there are only little certain pockets and areas of that mountain hold the turkeys. That's where the food source is. That's where the roosting is. That's where the cover is for the hens for nesting for in the spring, and, and that's where you find your turkeys. So you, you bypass a lot of open areas that doesn't hold turkeys and get in the areas that hold the turkeys. Hmm. So you talk about locating the food source, and of course that's always a good place to start scouting no matter what our quarry is but how much of that of of where you're looking for food sources depends on weather for turkeys so if for example are you looking in fields are you looking in the woods for those food sources what looking are you looking at both look everywhere okay. if, if there's if there's roads there's old roads walk those old roads and every time a, a ridge runs off run off the end of that point look around 
if it's fields, walk the edge of the field. Look for the droppings. Look for the scratchings. Look for the, look for feathers. Look for tracks and the mud holes. But uh, if, when I went into a new area here in southern Missouri, the first thing I did was look at the topple map, saw all the old roads that were in the area, and I walked all those roads until I found the most abundant amount of sign. And then I found the roost area, and then I set up in there, and we killed a turkey the next morning. Mm. And I'd never been on that property before. Yeah, so... So day one, when I show up to Missouri, I need to be looking for the most abundant sign possible on a food source. And then once you find the food source, you kind of, what do you circle that area and look for those roost trees? And then, you know, kind of the picture, I guess. Right, right, right. Because turkeys in the fall, if if they're not, if the habitat doesn't change and if they don't get any pressure on them, they'll roost in the same spots while they're on that food source. For instance, down in Iron County, Missouri, where I hunted in the 1970s, like I killed a gobbler there in 1975 and 78. This fall, 2020, I can go to that same ridge in the dark, go to that same tree, and more than likely be on turkeys at daylight because it hasn't changed. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So year after year, fall-wise, they're really hitting the same areas. Do you? Right. That's where the food source is. Let's say you find a, a cut cornfield and there's a huge flock of hens on it, but you're you're not wanting to shoot a hen. Are you? If you see them, are you expecting there to be a gobbler flock probably using that same food source, or is it possible the gobblers <laughs> are three miles away? It could be either or. You'll have okay. to figure that out on those turkeys. <laughs> but if I see a flock of hens, I usually walk on by them because I'm looking for the gobblers. Uh, yeah. Any of the fall places I've hunted where the hens were hanging out the gobblers were somewhere uh in that area but not right there with the hens mm-hmm. yeah that's what if the last food was year there, food was there in abundance the turkey the gobblers were there too yeah mm-hmm. last year my first year fall turkey hunting i i found a group of gobblers and they were on one side of this huge pasture and the hens were using the other side so i was yeah, wondering if that was uh, yeah i was wondering if that was kind of a, a usual thing like if you find yeah. turkeys even if they're not the males you're looking for like should you really start honing in on that area because the toms might be nearby yeah I, I give you an example in north missouri that's open country okay uh big fields pastures crop fields uh creek bottoms with uh, some tree timber in it but pretty open and when you when i first started going to north missouri me growing up in the ozarks was a whole different game because if I scattered a flock of turkeys for regroup, they'd fly off in different directions, but land in open field and visibly see each other and run back together, and I couldn't recall them. Well, I had to learn how to readjust and hunt those areas for fall, but what I'm going at here is there was a big field on top of a hill, and below it on the other side was some finger ridges went down into a creek bottom. I could hunt that area. And when I went down the road, I saw a flock of gobblers in that field. So I watched those gobblers, and I stayed with them until they went into the creek to roost. First time I'd ever been on this property. I watched where they went into roost. The next morning, I was between the field and the roost where they went in and called aggressively at the roost. They flew down. They got together. They came up the ridge to me, and I killed a fall gobbler the first morning I was in there. Wow, that's awesome. Have you, I know I'm kind of rapid fire on you right now, but have you, in your experience... If you had a piece of property that has both agricultural fields and a lot of hardwoods, let's say in mm-hmm. October, Missouri's October season, if you could hunt either or, do the, do, have you noticed if the turkeys seem to more so prefer a fresh cut cornfield or do they prefer if the acorns are really falling, are they going to be in the woods? If the acorns are good, they're going to be in the woods. That's that's what I've seen. Uh, they love okay. the corn. They love the crop fields. But they're going to eat the natural stuff first. And that, that cornfield is going to be very, very, very important to the flock of birds 
later in the winter when things get tough to eat mm, for food. That when makes the bugs, sense. The bugs so, are gone. Yeah. yeah. When the bugs are gone, frost, and the acorns are pretty much done, done because you got brush carp eating those acorns as well. So there's a, you know, the acorns are gone. They're going to go to the fields. Mm-hmm. So the the fields late winter become really important, whereas I guess oh, October, really November, early yeah. November is when your acorns are the the main deal. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying they won't be out in the corn. They won't eat the corn, but it's been my experience over the years in those type of scenarios that I kill more turkeys in the woods in the timber on acorns than I do on the crop fields. I do that mostly later on in the season. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, that, that's really good info right there. I know if it's raining, is that a good, just like spring, is that a good time to go glass a bunch of fields hey, and find them? Yeah, sure. Hey, guys, if it's raining, if the wind's blowing, if the sun's shining, if it's cloudy, if it's turkey season, hunt, get in the woods. And get <laughs> I'm after with you. After. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm with you. I was just wondering if that, you know, in spring when it rains, they tend to really migrate out to those fields. I didn't know if that was kind of a good strategy. If you did have a rainy morning, maybe focus more effort yeah. on the fields. They're going to be where the food is. You find the food, you find the turkeys. Okay. Regardless of the weather. Yeah, that, that makes sense. All right. So after we've located them, you mentioned, you know, that you'll also go into an area and, and if you're going in to blind that you will go in and sit and call for a while and then get up and walk a little yeah. bit and sit and call. So let's say you, you've done that, you've located them and you've got time. It's not nearing fly up time or anything like that. What, I mean, you're going to move in and, and set up accordingly to where the birds are if they're in the woods or in a field and right what's your approach going to be calling at that point in time and, and again now we've talked about the fact that you would much much rather kill an adult gobbler over a hen so that's that's oh, our yeah. target at this point but you know sometimes you want to shoot the hens too because you're still mad at them from springtime Absolutely. <laughs> yeah and they're tasty pretty, yeah i was gonna say pretty tasty they're too. very good to eat yeah all right, let, let me give you a scenario on calling that I used for years and took lots and lots of turkeys. And, and I'll just lay it out for you without getting into, you know, there, there's several, there's lots of ways to hunt fall turkeys. One is to find a flock and scatter it because in, in nature, when a flock of turkeys gets separated, they recall to get back together. That is the traditional uh, across the country way of fall turkey hunting. Well, in my Ozark Hills, I may walk for two days before I found the turkeys. And when I found a flock of turkeys, I didn't want to run them off, make them fly away because <laughs> it took me two days to find them. Yeah. So yeah. What I did was just move and call. And I used scattering turkeys as a secondary method. Now, don't get me wrong. I love recalling turkeys. It's a lot of fun. And the vocalization is tremendous, both with hens, poults, and, and gobblers. But the way I hunted, and I took a group of guys, outdoor riders, many, many years ago, into the Ozarks, and on these big ridges that run off the mountains. You know, this is the part of the show that I bet you all of the people listening who are not premium subscribers were dreading. Because... <laughs> missing they, out, man. <laughs> they know that they're missing out on some good stuff. So, you guessed it. That's all that we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. Now, if you know you've missed out on some stuff that Ray I is going to share with us that you want to know and you want to hear, then you're going to do that in one of two ways. The first way is you will need to text the word turkey hunter. Make it one word with no spaces and text that to the number 44222. 
After you do that, you are going to get a series of instructions that you'll need to follow from me. And eventually I'm going to email you a link that you can click on where you can create your username and password for the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription fee for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your 18 bucks is going to get you not only the rest of the interview with Ray, but it will get you all of the premium content for all of our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. Cameron and I definitely think that you're going to get your money's worth out of that little bit of an investment. Now, if that little bit of money is too much to spend, Cameron... We have option two. All you got to do is go to our website, theturkeyhunterpodcast.com, or you can go to I Am Turkey Hunting and find it that way, or you can do it on the Podbean app. You're going to go find this episode, followed by the letters P.S. Find this episode number, followed by P.S., which stands for Premium Single. You can purchase this one episode, unlock it in its full entirety, and you will have the whole thing, and you're going to want it. So if you don't want to pony up the $18 a year, $1 is all you have to pay to get this whole episode. So if you're wanting to hear the rest of Ray's interview so you can get stoked for fall turkey hunting like I am now, it's just going to cost you $0.99 cents and a couple clicks on the mouse pad and you're ready to roll. So that's how you can get it for a dollar. There's $0.99 cents worth of laughs at the end of that interview. <laughs> Absolutely. Plus the knowledge. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. Yeah, that was... that. It, it got funny there at the end, for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good deal, man. I, I'm fired up about getting after him now. I mean, I'm just ready to go. <laughs> well, I think a little chat with Uncle Ray will do that to you. Yeah, and uh, briefly, I'll share... I didn't. I did not mention this to you either, but I was in Mississippi on an early teal season hunt, and I was scouting for some blue wing teal, and I came across a flock of turkeys, probably twenty turkeys. I think it was a group there, and ran up amongst them and got a really good break on them. <laughs> yeah. And so I went about and went on and kept scouting for teal for about an hour, hour and a half, and then pulled back up there and just parked my car and turned it off and let everything get real quiet again. And then I got out and just left the door open and, you know, I didn't have a call with me, but I just kind of, with my voice, mm -hmm. and that old boss hen out there started yelping up a storm at me, and she was coming. <laughs> really? Yeah, she was coming in. It was nuts. It was awesome. But obviously me wearing white and standing by a car, she didn't make it to within range of sight. But she got a sick poult or something out there. Probably the perfect call for her. Yeah. And anyway, it was a cool experience. I had her yelping really hard. It was it was pretty neat. So the, the busting can work. I think it works really well with hens and poults. And that makes a lot of sense with a mother and child kind of relationship. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to try to kill gobblers and I'm not going to say I'm not going to shoot a hen and I'll shoot a year and a half. Jake, you know, I mean, next year's two year olds have a nice seven, eight inch beard right now. I mean, that, that's a gobbler. Right. And I'd probably shoot a Jake Polt personally, but I don't think I'm going to shoot any hens. If a single hen comes in, I might do it for a wing bone and the meat, but it's just going to have to feel right. And I just don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a personal thing. You know, I don't care if other people do it, you know, <laughs> 
I'm just saying for me. I will say this. If we go on our late winter hunt, and I really should rephrase that, when we go on our late winter hunt, if a bearded hen comes by me, you can kiss her goodbye. (laughs) Only depends on if she had to come by me first. Oh, don't think I won't shoot one out from under you. (laughs) I won't do that for anybody, but I'll do it for you. My nose, you know. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah, just be sure you have on your safety glasses. (laughs) No, I mean that'd be cool. I've I've only seen a friend of mine shot a bearded hen with me a couple years ago, and it it was it was really interesting to get to investigate. That I I didn't really even think about at the time, but I've never gotten to investigate a hen up close. Mm -hmm. And. I, I wouldn't look down on that one bit. I mean, she I would don't make care it. if you look down on it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, smoking I, me a hen if she comes by with a beard. Trust me. I found a bearded hen that had been run over on a piece of property that I could hunt. She'd been run over on the road right there. Had a nine-inch beard. Dang. It was thin, but yeah. it was a rope, man. Yeah. So yeah, well, that was that was a great episode. I really enjoyed it, and I have the favor of the week this week. Oh, someone's being a little braggadocious. Let's hear it. How the turns have tabled. Uh This week's favor of the week, (laughs) I want you guys to message Ray I on Facebook. I believe that's the only place you can get him. Or you can send him an email or Instagram if he has it. Any social media platform, if you have a cell number, text him. Tell him, wow, what a great episode on the Turkey Hunter podcast. We really, you know, enjoyed that episode. Let him know that you enjoyed it being on the Turkey Hunter podcast. I think by you guys reaching out and letting our guests know that they're being heard and appreciated from our podcast, they'll be a lot more likely to come back on when we're ready to have them again next time. But that's the favor of the week this week. Yeah, that's spot on. And for you guys who are interested in buying Ray's DVDs or Ray's books, when you order those, let him know that you just listened to him on the Turkey Hunter podcast and you want a copy of his book or books or you want a copy of his DVDs. And heck, you may as well ask him to sign them for you. Yeah. I ordered two of his DVDs that are only on fall turkey hunting, which uh, I couldn't find anything else like it around, but yeah. they're solely on fall turkey hunting and, you know, how to, but also showing hunts after hunts after hunts of fall turkey hunting. And he signed both of the DVDs. I didn't even ask him to do that. I didn't know if he would or not, but he did. And they've been really interesting. So you guys may want to check those out. It's one of the best resources I've found for actually watching how people are fall turkey hunting because it's really hard to find things like that. Yeah, yeah. And also his books are awesome. So you can't go wrong with a Ray I book of any kind. Absolutely. That's the kind of stuff. Those are the reasons why we're able to get guests to come back on multiple times with us. And I will promise you, and many of you already know this, we did not even scratch the surface on what Ray I knows about oh, no. fall turkey hunting or wild turkeys in general. Absolutely not. And by you guys reaching out and letting him know you heard him on this podcast and you may have bought a product from him because you heard him on this podcast, that's going to make him think, oh, I'm, I want to be back on that podcast. Exactly. Plus, it's just a good thing to do anyway. Because yeah. if you learn something, it's good to let him know you did. Yeah. So, and that's the favor of this week. Yeah, and you know, 
Cameron, our listeners are usually really good about doing that. And that's, look, we all know Preston Pittman likes to talk and Preston Pittman likes to talk about turkeys. But it's one of the reasons why Preston is so willing to come back on this show is because you guys are supporting our guests that we have on here. And we really do appreciate that. I'm, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much that that means to us to know that you guys are supporting our guests and letting them know that you heard them on this show. So thank you for it. Absolutely. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. You got a trip to plan for and pack for. Absolutely. Wrap it up, Andy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.